Amen. Well, today we're doing something very different. Have you guys ever had a day go by really fast and it's just going by really fast? That's what right now feels like. It feels like worship was three minutes. So I'm trying to gather my thoughts right now. You guys okay? All right. You guys ever had that happen? All right. So I just need a minute. No, I'm okay. All right. Today's vision day, we were going to, uh, I actually, in my sermon series preparation, had planned to talk about government and citizens today. And ironically, we're talking about church governance in a way. Um, but I threw out this idea, hey, it always breaks my heart when, you know, 50 or 60 people of this size of a church hear the vision and hear testimonies and hear from our ministry directors and our pastors at an annual business meeting. So we thought, what if we just combined it into service? So welcome to the annual business meeting. Didn't even know, right? Uh, no, some of you knew. But we're just excited that, that you guys are here. And you guys, you know what's cool is I plan these two vision days anyway to share my heart where I see God taking our church. And uh, that's basically what annual business meeting is, uh, apart from some testimonies and reports. So we're actually going to start with our next generation director. So how many of you know and love, come on, Christine, Barry... I'm not a youth pastor anymore, sorry. She has been amazing. She was our kids director for years and is still our kids director, but now is also our next generation director. So what that means is all these little ones, right, zero to 18. In fact, we were interviewing a, a campus kids pastor, and he's upstairs right now. Uh, she said, fly or die, baby, right? So he's upstairs. Right? <laughs> Did I just do that? <laughs> I need less coffee. I'm just telling you. I need decaf on Sundays. Um, but she oversees that, right? So she spent a lot of time yesterday and just, aren't you thankful that you have someone like Christine and Nate taking care of your little ones? Thank you. Well, that was the first half of my page, so I'll only be about 30 seconds. So thank you, Pastor Jordan. Um, yes, this year I got to uh, jump into this new position where I get to be uh, a mentor to our other directors. So we have uh, Michelle Moran that you guys saw a little bit ago. She's our babies and toddlers and preschool coordinator here. We also have Jeremiah C., who is, um, he's in charge of the youth, and I, he's probably at Cortland campus, but we have youth over here clapping, and let's just say youth retreats coming up next weekend, and we sold out, so it is, it's a packed house, and we are going to spend that weekend just pouring into these kids, being intentional with Jesus for the whole weekend, so we're very excited to do that. Um, up in RSK, our desire is to help each child grow in their daily relationship with God, learning to trust and love him. We also strive to help develop each child's potential in Jesus through worship, teaching, and spending time together. Um, the together part is uh, really important. In, in, in the past, we started this thing where they play games together, and that brought about this this bond between the kids. They now run in and they love to see their friends and grab a game and play with them. Uh, but it's not just the importance of friendship, it's the importance of friendship with God in the middle, which is phenomenal. We, this year, had to pivot. So as you know, we were in person up in the kids' church room, and then we had to go online, which was recording, editing, all that fun stuff. My kids were in the backyard doing crazy games so that kids on the other side of the TV could still have fun and play along. And since then, we had to do some other things as well, like family service, where we came in here and got to take over the big stage. So thank you to Pastor Jordan. And during that time, we got to see families worshiping with their kids. We got to see families praying and laying hands on their children. We got to see families together speaking life into each other. We saw kids praying for their parents. It was, it was absolutely incredible. We love that time. And now we are back up in the RSK room. And there's, I think we have about 30 plus kids in there today with the new guy. So he is, he's interviewing for the Cortland Campus Kids Ministry, and he's up there leading. I said, hey, I got to go. Good luck. Just like Pastor Jordan said. And let me tell you, the kids are up there, and I heard there's shaving cream, Cheetos involved. I don't even want to know, so that's why I'm in here. <laughs> Hopefully they have cleanup duty too. Um, but we have done a lot of fun things, even happy mail, sending things into kids' homes this year, where it's talking about the theme of what was going on, even though we weren't in person. But they were still able to get Jesus through balloons and garden seeds and all sorts of other things. So it was, it was fun 
fun to send stuff in the mail. But with all of that said, we have three things, three basic truths that we pour into these kids and we want them to know before they leave RSK. The first one is, I need to make wise choices. The second one is, I can trust God no matter what. And the third one is, I should treat others the way I want to be treated. With all the changes that we had to do this year, um, we were still able to support our two Compassion International kids. That's about $1,400. And the kids brought in more than that. So not only... Were we able to support those two kids, but we were able to give them birthday gifts, and they each received $40, and they sent letters about how a goat was involved in their birthday gift that we sent them, apparently, Um, candy, fabric, things like that that we kind of take for granted sometimes, but they got fabric so they could have new clothes made for them. Uh, We also made foster family baskets, and we got to send more boxes to Operation Christmas Child than we ever have before. So thank you to all of you for your help. And you will be finding out soon on our page. We just found out where the boxes went this year. So on the Facebook page, keep an eye on that, and we'll let you know where they went. But I am also excited to be in this full-time position with the next generation. And if you're not sure what that means, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So I get to mentor and come alongside our other coordinators. Um, If they need something, I'm there to answer questions. I'm there to help them out. Um, But the neat thing, too, is it's not just our kids. It's anyone who is impacting the next generation. So who has children in this room? Who um, has seen a child today? (laughs) There you have it. That's pretty much everybody in this room. So I get to come alongside you guys and offer you resources. So this year you're going to see some things like a young adult group. You're going to see some other things like parenting information and a marriage conference as well. We are going to start a marriage ministry. And the neat thing is, is even though I'm like Jordan said, I think it was baby to age 18, it still goes beyond that. So you'll see me kind of around doing different things, but marriage and parenting is also very important to the children that we have here at Rock of Grace. I do want to say, as I'm kind of closing this part up for for the next generation in RSK, is thank you to all of our incredible leaders who spend time pouring into the lives of our kids' ministries. We couldn't do it without you. You are making an impact on their lives, which goes beyond the church walls. It goes to their friends, it goes to their families, and the future generations to come. So what they're learning here today is a touch, a fingerprint that you have put on their life that is showing them who Jesus is, who the real Jesus is. It's through the conversation. It's through playing games. It's through giving babies and toddlers snacks and holding them. It's showing them that the church loves them, that the church is here for them, and God cares for them no matter where they are and what age and stages they are in. So thank you all for helping to fulfill the vision to lead the next generation to follow Jesus together. It's really not fair to have me follow Christine. She's got all this energy and excitement, and then you have me come up. So anyway, good morning. (laughs) I am Kathy Murphy, for those of you who don't know me. And as we all know, this past year has been a year of transition and change for most of us. And that has included my positions here at Rock of Grace. Currently, I am filling two positions. I am both the finance director and the hospitality director. Due to the pandemic, many of you may not be aware that Judy Flynn, who served so faithfully for over 20 years here, has retired. So if she was here, I'd say give her a big hand, but she won't hear it. So, but I am truly enjoying building upon the foundation that Judy laid before me. Partway through the year, I transitioned to a new accounting program, and it is specifically designed for churches. Our treasurer, Nathan Cooster, will be up shortly to speak about um, the financial health of the church. So I really enjoy numbers. It's really what I like the best. And I know that my spreadsheets and my reports, they contain lots of valuable information. But people, they're of more value than numbers. So that leads me to my second position. I am the hospitality director as well. And let me tell you, hospitality has been difficult during a pandemic. 
So what a year to take that on. So I want to tell you what a snapshot of a typical Sunday morning should be looking like. Both doors would be open. Friendly greeters at both doors. As you come in, there would be coffee and cookies. You could meet with people, talk to your friends, catch up. If you have questions, hey, there'd be somebody at the welcome desk. All these great things. You'd make your way into the sanctuary. There would be helpful ushers at the doors. The ushers are ready. They open doors. They pass out communion. They do lots of other great things during the service. But COVID... So, much of what we consider normal is not happening. If you started attending Rock of Grace this past year, just know this is not normal for us. We will get back to normal. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, I am blessed. I just want to recognize a couple of people. I am blessed to have several wonderful coordinators who serve with me in the hospitality department. So, I want to publicly thank them. First, is Ron Kitzmiller, who is sitting on the back wall there. Ron is our usher coordinator. So, shameless plug, if you'd like to jump in and help as an usher, see Ron. Second is Tim, who usually you would find Tim in that sound booth, but Tim is at Cortland today. So, if you'd like to serve as a greeter, just let me know and I'll make sure Tim knows. So um, anyway, and then last but not least is Craig. Happy Bascom on the back wall also. I'm noticing a theme here. Everybody in the hospitality department's on the back wall. Interesting, I'm not sure what that means. But anyway, so Happy, he does so many different things for us. He prepares communion, he sets up uh, the cookie trays, he makes the coffee that is normally in the foyer. So thank you, Happy. Um, right now, our other kitchen ministries are sort of on hold because, again, of the pandemic. But there may be a time that I'll be tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, can you help? So anyway, if you would like to consider joining any of these teams, please don't hesitate to see me or Ron or Happy or Tim. So thank you, everybody. All right, so I get to update you on my role today as the creative arts director, which most of you obviously can tell it includes leading worship. But what you might not realize is I oversee the media department, so the screens and all that for, for all of our campuses, the worship and that, and my personal passion, interior design. Um, so all the amazing Christmas decorations I take full credit for. Uh, I'm just kidding, I'm not really good at that, but who is, is uh, Paula and Carrie. Did all of the decorations you see from the change of seasons and Christmas, they're amazing, and they do that. So I'm gonna st stick to my script here. Today I get to update you on that, I already read that. And also on United Worship, which uh, is the, this church is the covering over. It's no secret that 2020 was a difficult year in many, many ways. There are so many changes in all aspects of life, and obviously at church, we didn't get a pass on that. Even though some things were frustrating, there was also a lot of things that I'm really thankful for. The team that I work with as the creative arts director has been absolutely incredible. They've been faithful, strong, and excellent in their craft and call, even in the midst of, of deep personal loss by many of them. Even though I'm addressing the church as a whole today, I want to personally thank all of you guys that serve with me and make me look good, frankly. Um, I want to honor you in front of everybody else. They're amazing. This includes not only the worship team, like I said, that you see up here, but the sound, media, and camera crew, uh, which is led by Ryan Miller, who you've seen Ryan a lot of times, he'll play guitar. He's the one who really jams when he's playing guitar. I love playing with you. I've known Ryan for 20 years. On the worship team at Rock of Grace, last year one of our main goals was to come aside the next generation and have them worshiping with us. And as you can see during the service today, during the worship, that happened. River was up here, which is a huge blessing. And we have Elijah on drums. These are teens that are part of our team. Elena's been a part of the team. Uh, Kylie, many others. I know I'm going to forget somebody. 
but it's amazing to have the next generation come alongside us and worship. But part of our vision is to continue to grow the team. Um, and that's been really hard, frankly, during 2020. If there's been one thing that has been a struggle in ministry overall is volunteers. And so our, one of our goals this year is to grow our team, not just to have numbers, but so that we can help to fulfill the vision of planning churches and sending people because we're all of us part of the vision of this church, right? Uh, many of you might not realize this, but the ministry that I oversee called United Worship, which is the Immerse Nights that many of you go to, uh, among other things, is un under the mantle or covering of this church. And like everywhere else, this past year was tough in many ways, but also very fruitful. We adapted to minister in different ways, and many, many people gave their lives to Jesus. They were baptized, discipled, and plugged into local churches through Immerse Nights and many other ministries. And the many other ministries that we have at United Worship, I think there was over 250 salvations this year. Um, uh, new ministries were launched, and the ministry grew, which is in itself a miracle, right, for 2020. So after a year of tons of change, I want to tell you a few things just as a friend and a brother up here. I'm positive that I am where God has called my family to be. I'm more excited for the future now than I think I've ever been. Even though some things have been hard, it reminds me of Gideon's army. The team that we have together now is absolutely amazing, including all of you. There's an incredible unity that you just can't fabricate. The atmosphere we're experiencing on Sunday mornings is evidence of that unity, and it's worth protecting. We have a pastor that has proven to me time and time again what kind of man he is. And I would follow him into battle literally anywhere, anytime. He's not only a great friend, he's an anointed leader with a vision from God Almighty. There is no way that me and my family would want to be anywhere else. I want to thank all of you for being a family to my family. We love you and we love serving Jesus together with you. I'll pay you that $20 later. I'll get you lunch. So. That joke never gets old, right? It's 100 Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, we just, we are, I, I mean, I'm going to talk about these guys in a little bit, so I don't want to get too far ahead, but I have been so, so grateful for this team. What you have to realize is just like you went through a pandemic, how many of you in the room went through a pandemic this last year? Anybody? Thank you, Elijah. I see that hand. The rest of you, where were you? How many of you had to change major things in your schedule? Schooling, work, work from home, work with a cat on your shoulder, maybe at home. I don't know. Like, it was really hard. Well, guess what? Uh, our team, the, I am so proud of these guys because you have to realize they pivoted uh, in amazing ways. We would get in staff meeting and talk like, man, how could we still reach people who uh, are worried about coming to church and worried about being in public places? And so for them to go online, for them to, at a drop of a hat, say, hey, yeah, this weekend I'll meet at your house. We'll meet at Cortland. We'll shoot a video. We'll edit it. Hey, I'll learn how to edit. I mean, can you give, your, can you give a big hand to our directors real quick? Because they, so I have been so grateful so grateful for them. I want to quickly touch on the Cortland campus, and then I'm going to have um, uh, Nate Cooster, our treasurer, come up in just a moment. So we've been interviewing. We went through uh, two interviews, and as you can imagine, when you interview someone for a, a pastor role, it's a long process, right? And it should be. So uh, we went through two interviews this fall up until even last week uh, that you know just weren't the right, weren't the right guy, because you have to feel that right here, that the Holy Spirit says that's the right guy, right? After all the the questions and getting to know each other. And so just be praying for us as we're looking for that person. We're also really trying to return to the heart of why we plant churches, which is to reach lost people, lost people. Can everybody say lost people? So one of the ways we do that, uh, Pastor Dave mentioned to me, and this is just, we're just dreaming. And we've, I've seen uh, some church planter friends of mine have done this. They've actually started their plant on a, a night of the week. 
and what they found is the reason is you have um, half of people have had, uh, there's just a lot of people who have been through divorce. Now they don't have their kids. So now that they have their kids every other weekend, that's when they go out of town. That's when they go to the lake. But weekly schedules happen Sunday through Friday. So just things we're praying through, like what if their weekly Sabbath, right? What if their service was, you know, Monday night or Tuesday night? How many realize um, what Jesus focused on was you knowing the Lord, not so much being in the synagogue on a certain day, right? And so we really believe in life groups, genuine community, and trying to uh, just reimagine what that Cortland campus can be. One of the things God put in my heart initially was a space for the community to come in and use the building. So we're returning back to some of those uh, initial ideas. Uh, now I want to invite up, uh, so again, be praying for me as we're interviewing people. How many know God knows the exact people he's going to bring there, right? All right. I want to invite up Nate the man, the myth, the legend. Give him a hand as he comes. You're going to notice there was a couple days that Nate just popped in the office and gave some really awesome news. And so we love you, Nate. All right. As Pastor Jordan said, my name is Nate Kuster, the uh, trustee over finance here at the church. And do, we, do we have numbers we can put up there on a slide by chance? If, if not, no big deal. We'll just talk to him. Basically, what we're going to do is give a quick 2020 uh, review of the finances, and the way we do that, we look at what came in, what went out, and where that leaves us, and then we address any numbers that might stand out significantly uh, for the better or the worse. And taking a look, well, not taking a look, this year, um, the church roughly uh, brought in about $950,000, and that is less than what it's been in the past two years, but considering... (laughs) how weird this last year was, that is still a very strong number. And praise be to God for all of you and your faithfulness, whether you're walking back to the box, throwing it in the plate, doing it online. I don't see how you're giving or tithing, but God does, and I pray that he just bless you for that. Um, The other fact is when you're not in the physical building, you don't have all the expenses that you normally would. So our expenses for this past year were down quite a bit. Uh, Total... Set around 685000 for the total. Oh, good. They line up, too. Um, <laughs> I'm not lying to you. So you can see the expenses. It, it does take a lot. You do have some of your normal fixed expenses. Uh, the staff still brings what normally happens here into your living rooms at home, still being able to do that. And they did that, and we had a phenomenal net gain. Now, Last year, I had to stand up and say we had a $200,000 net loss, which was terrible. Um, But we know that all of that went into the Cortland campus, and that's where those finances went. And we more than brought that back this year. So, uh, again, that's a true blessing. Other things for 2020, we applied for the PPP loan. We got the loan, and here in the next month or two, we should hear that that's forgiven. So that's, uh, I think it was 70... $76,000 $76,000 that went into the bank. So we hope to see that forgiven, and that's, that's free money to us. And the only other thing I would say is if you have any questions, comments, or want to see a more detailed sketch, uh, you can get together with me, get together with Kathy, and we'd be glad to get that for you. I apologize. That was my bad. I was with Pastor Dave and Cortland. I was supposed to download that, put it on the, on the Mac for you. Sorry. Um, are, you, are you so thankful? Come on, for a board of trustees. In fact, here's what I want to do. I want to put up that screen. Um, can you put up that screen that says board and trustees, church, how our church works? I know I'm a little bit ahead. I bounced around just a little bit. Um, and uh, it's, it's after the 10-year thing. Let me see where that is. It's maybe about halfway through. Yeah, the one right before or after that. Because I want to have the, um, the, the trustees. Uh, can you stand up? And the deacons, Matt, all the crew, Todd, where are you at? Can you guys stand up, all the trustees and the deacons? Can you guys stand up? I know there's more of three of you in here. Come on now. There you go. All right. Many of you are ser- serving. And so, uh, yeah, thank you, Mick. So we have, how does our church, there you go. Awesome. I apologize. I'm going out of order. My bad. 
Our board of deacons and trustees, they help oversee many big decisions. I meet with them every month, every time we talk about where the church is going, how interviews are going. They even watch the interviews that I'm having with people via Zoom. Um, and they give me their uh, input, a lot of wisdom. How many know the Bible says there's uh, wisdom in the counsel of many? All right, so I always look to them for guidance. Um, they also help with a lot of the practical needs the trustees do. So um, if there's uh, an AC unit that is broke or stolen, that happened. But anyway, um, they will, yeah, crazy. But uh, they will help find uh, those, those replacements, make sure they're all working properly. And so I'm just saying, the fact that you have a nice, comfy chair to sit on, heat in the room. How many are thankful for heat? Come on, that's because you're trustees. So give them a big hand. Yeah, we really, I mean, there's been many times they bring up something and say, this happened, I fixed it. 60 seconds later, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. I didn't even know that happened, right? So I'm so thankful because you have to realize there's pastors that, you know, there's maybe one or two trustees and then a lot of stuff gets put on their desk. And here they're trying to prepare for Sunday. They're counseling a couple and then they have to worry about AC units. So praise God that there's a team. Are you so thankful for our team? Can you just one more time give them a hand? Also, I want my elders, this is Pastor Mark and Pam, and the Harnets are here. There you are, and the Homers. Would you stand up? I know they're going to be mad at me for embarrassing them, but go ahead and stand on up. Awesome. Listen, these guys, two previous pastors, keep standing, hold on. Two previous pastors, as you know, my parents, uh, Dr. Harnett, Shane Harnett, these guys provide incredible counsel for me. There's been many times when I just did not know what to do, or maybe I thought what should do, and then ran it by them, and they would, and they would help me, because they have decades of experience. How many are so thankful that we have mentors and mamas and dads in the house? Are you thankful? All right. So um, I want to go back to Pastor Dave for a moment, because I skipped his, and I want to do his video, because we have a video for him. Uh, before you play that, let me introduce him. So uh, an executive pastor is priceless at a church this size. It's so, it would be very hard for me to genuinely meet with people. I love to meet with people one-on-one, -on -one, love to prepare Sunday sermon, and love to know where we're going. But the problem is many pastors will get so in the moment of what they're doing that they forget where they're going. And my core job is not just to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, it's to say, where are we going? But I can't visit a, a building. I can't, you know, have hours to think, pray about where we're going if I'm too busy doing. Does that make sense? And so God has brought us Pastor Dave to help execute what we're doing in the moment. Pastor Jordan, these are your wildly important goals. Let's put a plan in place to get you there. That's Pastor Dave. So let's play this video. Hey, Rock and Brace, this is Pastor Dave, and I just want to say thank you so much for welcoming me and my family to be part of your family. The church here at Kinsman and at Cortland and Champion coming soon is just one of those things that God has just really been answering our prayers, that we can step into a place where we can use our giftings to see lives transformed for Christ. And we get to do that with part of the vision here at the church for Transform Trumbull. It has been such an honor to get to know so many of you and for the team, it's an incredible team. Each one of the directors and all the leaders and people that are continuing to serve in so many ways, the board, every one of you has just continued to make a great impact on my life and my family's life. Looking forward to what's coming up at the church. We cannot wait to see what's gonna happen at Cortland. We cannot wait to see what's gonna happen with Pastor Andrew as we launch a campus in Champion and Warren because we believe that God is going to do something great in this year, in 2021. Because every year can be a year that we make a difference as we transform this county in the name of Jesus. How many are so thankful for the team that God has brought together? Amen? I honestly, I do not know how some pastors do it without an executive pastor. I have no idea. So I am, I'm really grateful that the Lord has brought Dave and Michelle to us. Michelle, his wife, I don't know if you realize that, is our graphic designer. So communications director, all the cool uh, graphics and social media stuff, website, 
uh, all that. So praise God for that. How many realize we live in a media, a digital age, and so to have her help is awesome. Uh, I want to put up that 10 cities graphic, 10 cities and 10 churches in 10 years. God put this in my heart just a couple years ago and made it real clear that to me that we're supposed to plant churches, right? Now, you see this in the book of Acts. You see that, but it's not exactly something that maybe every church feels called uh, to do. Yet God made it really clear when he put in my heart, hey, we can transform Trumbull, for Jesus Christ. There are 202,000 people. I want everybody to say this number with me because I need it to sink in. 202,000. Turn to your neighbors, say 202,000. Guys, that's a lot of people. The majority of them will spend eternity away from God unless we do something. So how many say, you know what? We should plant some churches. We should do what the Bible says. And so God made this really clear. Now, how many realize it can be hard to plant churches? Have you guys ever started something like, wow, this is hard? But we said yes to the Lord and we're excited. So here's what God spoke to us. What if we actually saw societal change? What if we actually saw societal change just like you see in the book of Acts? So instead of, you know, 100 people or 400 people coming to a church service, agreeing with the pastor and then going home and shutting the garage door, instead of American Christianity, what if we actually saw our world turned upside down just like the book of Acts That's what God said. Like, Jordan, do you mean this or not? Right? And I said, yes. What do you want, what do you want me to do? So he, he said, use Google. And I was like, okay. So I Googled, what are the crime rates? What is the uh, amount of kids in foster care? And suddenly you'd look at all these stats and they're heartbreaking. And so I felt like God gave us four initiatives. The first one is adoption. So put up that every child graphic. Thank you. Adoption is our first of four initiatives. First of four initiatives that we want to see the societal change. Now I have great news for you. There's 22 kids in care. Some of our friends are just now in the process of adoption. Isn't that so beautiful? That's the heart of God. Come on, that deserves a bigger clap. Jesus is adopting kids. Psalm says, God is a father to the fatherless. Guys, if that's not what church is about, I don't know what church is about. Church is not about just coming and singing along. Church is about change my heart, change my heart. Now that you've changed my heart, I want to show your love to someone else, right? So uh, the gospel creates societal change. The second initiative we're going to focus on in 2022 is the drug uh, epidemic, the drug issue. There's 140, uh, 137 to be exact, of overdose deaths that happen every year. We believe through Rock of Grace churches, we can see that number get down to 100. Now you say like, how? I don't know how yet, but we just said yes. And that means we need you. That means if you say, you know what? God delivered me from drug and alcohol. Well, then let's start, let's start talking about a Celebrate Recovery group. Let's talk about it. Let's say, how has God changed you? And now what can we do together? Now why, again, when you're gonna plant churches, it takes prayer. So put up that next slide. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. So often God has me go to a building or a parking lot and I just close my eyes and I say, God, what do you see? What do you see here? Do you see a church here? Do you see a community center here? What do you see? Can we actually all read this together? Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. Right? I guarantee when, 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 when God put a, a, a dream in the heart of, of Pastor, or Pastor Harnett, I always do that in accident, sorry, Dr. Harnett, you know, to have a uh, dentist office. This is just a simple example. If he's praying about this, he has to go into that building in Cortland that's now been a dentist office for a long time. And I guarantee he walked in and he's like, God, what? Oh, yeah, I could put this here. Oh, yeah, we could do a welcome center. Here's where we could do, Right? And you have to close your eyes and pray and say, God, what do you see? And I'll tell you what God sees. When he looks at Trumbull County, he sees a lot of hurting people. But scripture is clear. First Timothy is clear. The church is the pillar of truth and hope. The church, that's you. Put your hand on your heart. That's you. You're the hope that people have. 
Lonnie, you're the hope that people have. There's people who are lost, lost, don't know Jesus until you tell them, until you open your home and say, Pastor Jordan, I'll do a life group. Pastor Jordan, I'll be a part of the next church plant. So in this effort to see uh, churches planted, um, God has done a miracle in some pretty cool things. So go down to slide 13, Church Multiplication Network, picture with a book on it. So Church Multiplication Network, um, they gave out this book. And so when we're going into church planning, God, uh, you know, or the, the uh, network invited us to something called CMN, Church Multiplication Network. They just started this a few years ago. And they're resourcing us pastors with books like this one. I've read a lot of these type of books, but this was my favorite. And so I'm going to give you guys a couple quotes from it. Let's go to the next slide. The role of the church is to create an environment where God's people can discover and mature in their calling so they are equipped to change their world. Right? Their world. And this is an idea he comes back to a lot. Because a lot of us say, like, would you like to see the world change? Yes. I want to see God change the world. But here's the question. Is there somebody in your circle of influence where you can change their world? Right? There is. There is somebody. For me, there's a handful of guys I meet with every single week, one-on-one. What's God doing in your life? What's God doing in your marriage? Where do you need to grow? What scripture did you read this week? And we're mentoring each other, life on life, because, guys, that's where it's at. That's where discipleship happens. And the role of the church, the role of me and Will, Kathy, Pastor Mark, the crew here is to equip you to do the work of the ministry so you can impact someone in your world. Amen? Go down to the slide 15, two more over. Guys, here's the thing. He said these leaders who are empowering, who see big change, they believe more for themselves than they believe. uh, They believe more for others than they believe for themselves. Believe more for others than they believe for themselves. So here's, here's the reality. How many, of you are, how many of you are glad that there was times when you were a mess and a life group leader or a Pastor Mark or a Pastor Ed, they still believed in you. They still hugged you. They still read the Bible with you. They still prayed with you, right? Why? Because God always sees potential in our mess and he loves us through it. And he says, yeah, but this is who you can be. This is who you can be. And this is what we're doing, not just with our church, but also with leaders. Go to the next slide. We want to build a majority of our house through what he calls shoulder tapping. So maybe you are the next life group leader. Yeah, I saw some of you do it. Go ahead, tap the person next to you. Oh, by the way, that's God tapping your shoulder. That was great. Elijah, thank you for that. Yeah, Luke, that was God. I know it felt like Pastor Mark, but it was, it was God. Right? Because here's the reality. I mean, you guys, you guys heard me ask you this my very first week as your pastor. How many of you were here my very first week as your pastor three, three years ago? Wow, we lost a lot of people. Let's try that again. Uh, that was depressing. Raise your hand really high if you were here the very first week. Oh, good. Awesome. <laughs> my questions aren't rhetorical. I <laughs> need you to raise your hand. <laughs> I was a little worried there. All right. My very first week, I don't know if, I, if you guys remember this. I said, raise your hand if you've been following Jesus for more than 10 years. How many remember this, right? Let's do it now. Raise your hand if you've been following Jesus for more than 10 years. Wow, right? Now, the, this, this statistic is already getting better because I saw about 20 people without their hands up. When I asked that, there was no hands up. Because if we're not careful, we can come in and be like, I love when Will does that Bethel song. It's all about me. Because I'm here for God to bless me. That's not the church. It's about you and the lost person. It's about you and the person who's going through a divorce at your workplace. And so God is tapping your shoulder and saying, what if you help plant the next church? What if you open your home and you become a life group leader? You say, I don't have a gift of speaking. Neither did Moses and he led three million people. All God wants is your yes, okay? All God wants is your yes. So let's scroll down now to that white background because I want you guys to see like uh, who we're talking about when he said ministry directors. So I need the ministry directors to stand up real quick. This is Will and Kathy. I know Christine's already probably back up there. 
Yeah. So these guys meet with me. These are the full-time staff that meet with me every single week. Can you give them a big hand? Each of the directors, right, are in the uh, dark blue, and then they have people in the, in the uh, light blue, the teal, that are leaders underneath of them, all right, and coordinators. Then you have serve teams. And so I want to repeat something to you that uh, Christine mentioned. Guys, the serve teams are priceless. You're the backbone of the church. You are the backbone of the church, Right? So here's the thing. I want to ask you, if you serve with one of these people, if you're a greeter, if you're a life group leader, if you serve in the nursery, if you play drums, it doesn't matter. If you serve any ministry, would you stand up real quick? Because we want to congratulate you. We want to thank you. Come on. I know it's a high percentage. Thank you. Yeah, come on. Give, it, give them a hand, guys. Now, let's flip the script. How many of you have kids in RSK or nursery and you're thankful for them, right? Right? Absolutely. And so we are often, we're so thankful for those who are serving. And I want to encourage you, every single person is essential. How many of you guys remember that word from 2020, right? You are essential in the family of God. You're essential. Trish, Lonnie, you're essential. You're essential. Grace, you're essential. There is a spot for you to serve. And you say, no, it actually looks pretty full right now. No, we're planting another campus. Crazy, right? Let me tell you what God did. So a couple months ago, uh, go to this slide. Uh, Somebody got hurt. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, Scroll down uh, to slide 23. Look at Ephesians. And we're going to go through a couple of these together. I'm going to tell you about the, the Cortland, or I'm sorry, the Champion Campus in just a minute. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. I want to read this scripture to you. Because this is what's talking about bearing with one another, leading one another, being gentle with one another. Listen to what he says. As a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Be patient. So if you say, you know what, I have a life group. I asked everybody to bring a dish. Nobody brought a dish. I quit. <laughs> now I just made that story up. Maybe I was prophesying. I don't know. Somebody, that happens sometimes. I go in the foyer like, why did you tell everybody my life story? I'm like, I did not know. Anyway, listen, when you have a life group, guess what? Now you have an opportunity to be patient, to be loving, to be Christ-like, to be Jesus to people, Right? And guys, that's what discipleship, that's what following Jesus is all about. Look what he says. Make every effort to keep the unity of the peace, of the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Let's go to the next slide. To accomplish our goal of transforming Trumbull County for Jesus, guys, unity is required. Will talks about this all the time. But unity, you've heard me say this, is only possible through humility. Guys, we are united in our shared vision to lead people to follow Jesus together through Sunday services, weekly services, life groups, and church planting. That's what we're doing to transform Trumbull. The power of our unity is determined by the measure of our humility. If I'm not going to insist that my wishes, that my, but if I say no, instead, hey, Will, hey, Kathy, hey, Pastor Dave, Pastor Jordan, hey, where can I serve? Where can I jump in? Right? That's what we got to do. And it's very easy. It's so easy to slide into American Christianity, isn't it? How many just nod your heads with me? It's so easy to come in and say, well, I don't care if you get sued over coffee. I need my Starbucks. No, maybe you don't say that. But but it's easy to slide into that. But it's spirit-led to come in and say, God, where can I serve? Where can I serve? Right? That's what we want to do. Slide down to... um, our, our uh, 2021 wildly important goals. So slide 29. Our, our wildly important goals. I ask the whole team, we come up together with some wildly important goals. Now, the cool thing is we reached our very first one of having 175 back in Sunday services. We reached that three weeks ago. Isn't that so cool? So praise God for that. We want to see Cortland campus thrive again. Uh, with, with a pastor and 75 in weekly attendance. 
um, open a Warren campus, a champion campus. We're trying to look at buildings right now. Actually, next weekend, we're walking through some more buildings. And I'm going to introduce you to somebody in just a minute about that. And we want to see four more life groups launched. How many know that even in a crazy uh, culture that we have right now, in a changing world, we can still see life groups started? He agrees. Right? We can see 25 people saved. How many would say we could see 25 people saved? Right? Because, guys, again, people don't always get saved right here at this altar. People get saved a lot of times at the water cooler and at your dining table if we're really being the church, all right? 25 people saved. And again, people who previously had no faith background. Guys, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear, amen? Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. Again, we want to see 10 churches in 10 cities in 10 years. I want to go back to uh, celebrating what God has done. 22 children in foster care. Many salvations and disciples made. Online attend Guys, I saw people I invited to church that never stepped foot in the building, and I saw them watching the service because I stalk people online. No, I'm kidding. I saw them watching the service, and they commented, man, God spoke to me today. And I'm like, God spoke to you? I'm thinking, you told me on the soccer field, you know, you, you were agnostic, right? But God can use an online service, right, to reach people. All right, a financial blessing, excellent staff. In fact, speaking of excellent staff, I want to put up this picture of Jeremiah and Abby and Dave and Michelle. One more time, give them a big hand. They've joined the team. Scroll three more slides because I want to talk about Champion for a minute. The picture with, with uh, Marcella and Mason, yeah. Imagine three Rock of Grace campuses all leading people to follow Jesus together in genuine community through this process of discipleship. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. Everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes for a minute. Guys, prayer can be you imagining with God. Close your eyes. Picture Picture the 39,000 people that live in Warren. Can you picture them? I want you to zoom way. I want you to picture you're a drone. Imagine you're a drone. I want you to zoom way up, 100 feet, 200 feet, 500 feet. Look down upon the 39,000 people. I want you to realize 36% of them live below the poverty line. I want you to realize over half of them have a broken marriage. I want you to realize the majority of the kids live in a single parent home. And I want you to realize God can change that. Can you open your eyes? God can change that. I said God can change that. And that's through me and you saying yes to God. Yes to God. God can turn this city into an amazing place into an amazing county known for life and love. I want you to, uh, I want to tell you about Andrew and Monica Pitts, all right? Andrew and Monica Pitts. They're going to, you're going to meet them next weekend. They're actually be up here looking at a building uh, with me. I've been praying about, I'm going to show you pictures on the screen in just a second. How many of you guys like pictures, right? You're still like eight years old, right? Okay. I'm going to put some more pictures in a minute. Andrew and Monica Pitts, this is crazy, guys. How many love God stories? This is wild. Andrew grew up um, in Champion right next to Warren and was very impacted as a child by what that society faces. Okay, I'll let him tell you his story. But he was deeply impacted. God changed his life as a teenager. God started working in his family. He became a youth pastor. He's been a youth pastor for a number of, of years now, I believe eight years, at a church called Charity. And... Um, He's doing his own thing over there. And how many know you, you, sometimes you just enter this new season? He felt God was changing his season. And yet he told God, I'm not going to put out my resume because he felt like God said, I'll take care of it. Don't put out your resume. Well, I'm at a pastor's meeting a couple months ago and a guy comes up to me and says, I heard about your church planting vision and God just spoke to me. I know I'm going to help you with your next church plant. I know I am. 
He said, I don't know what that means. He said, we'll, we'll send you some finances. We're going to, you know, I'll cast a vision. Maybe we could send a few people, but I'll help you. I know I'm going to help you. The next day, he gets a call from Andrew. And he says, hey, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I just wanted to tell you that you impacted my life. My dad was known as the town alcoholic. You know I had a rough time. You know I had a rough childhood. But God used you to change my life. And he's telling this to, to Nathan. So Nathan says, man, thank you for, for talking with me. What, what are you doing these days? He's like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to plant a church in Champion or Warren, and I want to do it in a network, but I don't know what to do. This is the dude who just came up to me 24 hours earlier and said, I'm going to help you with your next church plan, but I don't know how. So he put me on a Zoom call with Andrew that next day. We talked for three hours. This guy loves Jesus, loves Jesus, and wants to see Trumbull County transformed. So we've had five good interviews, met the whole board. They're all voted yes, and so we're really excited for you to meet Andrew and Monica. Can we give a big praise God for that? You can throw the church planting steps real quick. I suppose I don't know, go through those. I don't want to keep you here till 1 o'clock. Somebody say amen. Not Stephanie. All right. And uh, <laughs> just, all right. I want to, <laughs> sorry, I want to, <laughs> Sorry. I want to show you the possible building, possible building. So go to the one of slide 48, 410 South Main Street, 410 South Main Street. Everybody say possible. This is not the building. This is possible. We have not bought this building. Everybody understand? Okay. Possible. But I, I walked through this building three times. It, I just love this building. It is a block. Go to the next slide. It's a block from the square. Here's the other thing. We can afford this building. We can't afford all the renovations. Somebody nudge your husband. But God, I believe, is going to speak to some of your hearts and say, you know what? I think we're supposed to, we're, we're supposed to give. You know, we're going to give this $500 or we're going to give this $5,000 or this $5, whatever it is God puts in your heart. Guys, this building is beautiful. The bottom level is already renovated. Go to the next slide. That could be the sanctuary. I know it looks small, but I'm zoomed way out. I'm like standing right there. All right, go to the next slide. This building, that room, all it needs is, is carpet, right? Uh, electricity. I mean, it has electricity. I don't know why it's electricity. <laughs> all it needs is a roof. No, I'm kidding. All it needs is uh, carpet and, and a stage. Like, I'm serious. It is really cool. It's really nice. And uh, I actually already love the open ceiling. It's actually great for acoustics. Uh, we just paint that. But anyway, go to the uh, next slide. There's four levels that look like that. Okay? So they just need renovated. And we believe this can be a space for the community to come together. I met with the city director of development of Warren. I told him our vision about, you know, seeing the societal change, having people come learn about uh, foster care, people come learn how to budget, because how many realize a lot of the problems you get into is because they don't have a dad. They don't have a mom teaching them how to budget, and then you turn to drugs and crime, and then you spiral, right? So we said, hey, what if we provide free financial classes? What if we provide free Celebrate Recovery he said, if you do that, I will, I will pull some strings and I will give you the parking lot next to it. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. So I'm walking through there saying, God, come on, give me this building. Somehow, somehow, some way. That's the first floor that's already redone. Right? This is a local entrepreneur. He, he's already redone that part. So that could be like a really cool cafe or a restaurant, a place for life groups. I know some of you are like, my life group's meeting there, you know. You're ready. You're ready. But um, that, again, that's the first part of the building. And so this is where it could be. Go to the imagine that part. Imagine three Rock of Grace campuses, all leading people to follow Jesus together. All leading people. Because how many know it's hard to do, create real societal change when you, you just do if you're doing everything right here? In Kinsman. But if you say, no, we're going to equip you to do the work of the ministry there. 
right? So this is where we're saying we need you. This is our next step in our 10-year mission to transform Trumbull. Now I want to share one last thing, and then I promise I'll let you go. Go to slide 58, David Yu. Some of you say, well, how are we going to find all of these leaders? We won't find all of them. We're going to train them. Amen? So we started something called David Yu. We only have five students, but hey, Jesus had 12. Come on, right? <laughs> so you just, <laughs> we started small, but Zephaniah says, don't despise small beginnings, right? So at David University, this is what we do. We partner with Ohio School of Ministry, and upon completion of all their classes, they are now eligible to be interviewed and then to be potentially credentialed and licensed with the Assemblies of God. How cool is that? And so, but then they're also, they're meeting with us every Thursday and they're getting mentored. Pastor Ed was just pouring his heart out this last Thursday and I, I, I got saved again. I did. I was like, man, that was so good. He was teaching on the tabernacle and it was just beautiful. And so on Wednesday, or I'm sorry, Thursday nights, David Yu happens, right? So it's not just worship leadership. It's also pastoral leadership. And that's going to begin uh, here shortly. So go to the last slide. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed, in prayer, alone with God. How many believe and agree with me and our staff of directors, God can change Trumbull County? God can change it. Guys, in 2030, I want TCCS to call me and say, Pastor Dor, we got a problem. We got a problem. All of the kids are gone. <laughs> and they're in your families. We're out of a job. Courtney, 2040, I want them to call and say, hey, Pastor Jordan, we, we, we have this problem. We haven't had a child dropped off here in six months because all the broken homes are no longer broken. That's the kind of calls I want to get, right? Would you stand up to your feet? Because we're going to close this service with the blessing, but this time you're not singing it over your family. You're singing it over this county. Amen? You're singing it over this county. I said, Will, what if we do this? What if we say the blessing is not just for me? The blessing is always for God to not just bless you, absolutely, but to bless others through you. To bless others through you. So as we sing this in a moment, I want you guys to just, just already uh, just prepare your hearts. Would you just close your eyes for a minute? Maybe open up your hands. And start asking God, Lord, is this me that he's talking about? He, he <laughs> is asking, can you be a life group leader? Can you be a part of a church plant? And God, my heart starts beating harder when, when I heard that. And I think maybe, God, you can use me. And the minute you say that, trust me, the minute you say that, I know what Satan said to you. Satan said, well, you're not good enough. Well, you're not smart enough. You don't have enough faith. You don't have the pedigree. You haven't been in church long enough. Yes, you can say yes to God. Listen to me, you can. You can say yes to God for all these things that he has put in your heart. You can lead someone to follow Jesus. You can. You can impact this city for Jesus Christ. You can be a part of one of the greatest moves of God that this state has ever seen. Let me say it again. You can be a part of one of the greatest moves of God this state has ever seen. Or you can sit back and say, no, it's okay. No, it's good. It's fine. Just us four and no more. You know, no, the, the, I like, I just want a small church. No, if you just want a small church, then you are okay with people not going to heaven. Friend, people are going to hell apart from Jesus. There's people going to spend an eternity apart from God. If you and I don't say yes, don't say yes to discipling them. And some of you say, you know what, man, I do. I have a, I have a beautiful home, a big living room that I can open up. I can do a life group. Or maybe you say, you know what, I am not a people person, but man, I love sound. I love technology. Let me help you with that Warren campus. Then you have something to give. I promise you, you have something to give. If you say, no, I have nothing to give, then you have believed the lie of the enemy. You have something to give. 
Mark, I just want to I just want to prophesy over you real quick. Can you reach your hand, reach your hands towards this uh, young man right here to your right, my left, man? I don't know what it is about you, man, but the first time I saw you on the soccer field, I knew you have a call. You have a call to leadership. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just want to bless you, Mark. I thank God that He has given you a courageous heart and a gentle spirit. He has given you a courageous heart and a gentle spirit. Mark, I just want to tell you, you have a lot of potential. You have so much potential. I just see a dynamite. I see a dynamite and there's like a fuse at the top. And in the last month, God lit that fuse. In the last month, you said, God is stirring something in me, and I don't know what it is, but I just feel different. The reason that you've been thinking that or feeling that is because God is starting a fire in you, man, that it's, it's like dynamite, man. It has, you have so much potential, and God's about to tap into that potential, and it's going to be amazing. God, I just bless my friend Mark. I bless everything he puts his hand to. Lord, his beautiful family with their little girl, we just bless their their parenting, their marriage, Lord, everything he does. I pray that even at work, he will feel blessed. May his favor rest upon you. I want to tell you like this song says, it's like the glory of the Lord is upon you, Mark. You love Jesus very sincerely. In fact, I want to say this about you, Mark. I feel that you uh, have a kind of a no tolerance for uh, a lack of integrity. You have like a no tolerance for uh, things that are not right. And God put that in you. You're like a Daniel. Daniel said, I am not going to bow down. I am not going to do that. I'm not going to eat. Of, I am going to do exactly, exactly what God asked me to do. And I'm not going to compromise. And God says he's going to bless you just like he blessed Daniel. He's about to bless you just like he blessed Daniel. It's going to be awesome. So God, we just bless our friend Mark thank you that he's like a Daniel. I thank you for the favor that he's walking to. Thank you for the explosion of potential that he's about to walk into. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we do this? Can we sing this song, The Blessing? And I want to ask you to be a little extra Pentecostal for me for a moment. As we sing, right, when you feel like you get the words down, all right, even if we're just the amen part, I want you to turn that way all of you guys, and I want you, not right now, it's okay if you don't know it now, but once you get the words done, just turn that way. Just follow Dan Dismukes. He's your fearless leader, okay? When Dan turns that way, I need you guys to turn that way. Cool? South, okay? I need you guys to turn east, right? You're going to face that awesome guy, Ryan, right in the back, okay? And you're going to start singing this. You're going to shout amen. And as you sing, you are prophesying you are prophesying that every lost person comes to Jesus. All right? You guys right here, you guys are going to be west. All right? Cool? So you guys are going to keep, you guys don't have to move. Matt, you don't even have to move. Right there. You guys, you're going to face north. Got it? Courtney's your fearless leader right here. When he turns, I want you guys to face north and start singing amen to the Lord. And as you're singing, you are praying. You are praying for every lost person in Gustavus, in Johnson. Right? You are praying for every single lost person this way. Amen? Can we do that? Let's, let's go for it. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Say amen, we agree. every family, God. Amen. 